right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Hey, Monica. Hi, Katie. How's your Tuesday? It's been a wonderful Tuesday. It really has. Most Tuesdays are. Most days are wonderful. But today was especially full of wonder. Yeah, really. Especially because we've been really creative in the last hour or so. We had some great tasty food. We're all energized and nourished and I just it feel wasn't really good. Like just great tasty food. It was fresh caught crab by Monica and her husband and his family, their family over last weekend. We That's just true. ate some incredible crab cakes. That's true. They I did underplay them a lot. I didn't know if we'd have time to get into it, so I didn't want to, you know, unpack to, it, but mm, thank you for yeah. bringing them into the light cuz yeah. it was a really great uh retrieval. <laughs> crab retrieval. Yeah, the weekend didn't look like anybody was being crabby. No. The pictures you showed me, everyone was quite cheerful despite yeah. the crabs infestation. <laughs> It was a jovial effort. Yes, indeed. Yeah, brought the family together. Anyhow, thanks for helping us finish off the cakes. They yeah, were delicious. They were so good. Mm. And it set us up for the most official. great, <laughs> yeah, greatly official <laughs> conversation. Today we are unpacking uh, a couple of choice elements from our September Book of the Month Club. Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Yeah, did you guys read along with us this past month? Maybe you have already read the book. Maybe you're thinking about it. Maybe you were thinking of attending one of Brene's speaking events. She's an awesome social worker, researcher, professor. Human. Yeah. She uh, really can speak through her research and shame on shame and vulnerability, she can speak to a wide variety of industries, types of people. It's such versatile research that she's doing that it's so neat that we can all interpret it in our own ways, depending on, you know, whether you're a parent or a working from home person or a super CEO or whatever you're a student, you know, any level of your life application, this, this work is applicable. It is. And it is work. She, through her research, her research was all about finding kind of the keys to wholeheartedness. Um, and she ended up discovering that a lot of what makes being a wholehearted person is uh, vulnerability and shame resistance or shame resilience resilience yeah which they seem like tough topics and it's because they are but she puts this beautiful light on them and there are just so many awesome points in this book we really do i recommend after reading it i recommend y'all go pick up a copy because it really does change the way we think about our society ourselves the way we treat ourselves and our family Mm -hmm. um Starting with one thing I wanted to pull on right off the bat was a link to one of our other books we read. Uh, The first book in our book club was Big Magic, and we kind of pulled on a thread from Elizabeth Gilbert's uh, research about creativity on perfectionism being a huge 
stopper of creativity. And it's, you know, that... um, Yeah, Elizabeth Gilbert kind of describes creativity as like a living being, like an entity, something that comes to you in a time and gives you an idea and you're like able to say yes or no to it. And it has like almost feelings. Mm -hmm, And And your perfection, though, will try to shove mm -hmm. it in this box and try to keep it from happening. It'll try to keep it out of its purest form because of all the constraints and the worries of the people that are going to watch it and look at it and judge it. And that perfectionism ends up squashing our creativity. Yeah, it literally kills the cute little creative bug that came and landed on your shoulder. It's like beautiful. So free spirited. Yeah. And then you squashed it. Thank you, perfectionism. Yeah. Jeez. Again, yet again. So I love that in this book, Brene visits a um, creativity quite a bit, actually. But uh, perfectionism ties in in a quote we have written down that's um, we can start recovering from our perfectionism by creating And I just love that it's so simple. And unknowingly, that's Mm. kind of why we started our creative writing and why we thought it was so cool. And what we've been saying this whole time through our creative writing, we're able to just let whatever flow. We're not judging ourselves. We're trying that best version of your wholehearted self you can think of. We're trying to be that person for 10 minutes while we write. It's One thing we're so used to, like, if we're going to write a story, I'm going to write a perfect story. I'm going to have all the outlines. I'm going to know my characters. I'm going to do it all correctly. It's going to be this and that. And all this perfection starts. So much Mm -hmm. about, I have so much time to write this book. I'm going to really be thinking about my audience, my target audience. What do they want to read? How would they want my character to perform Mm -hmm. in this moment? No, Mm -hmm. we're not doing that with this exercise. No, let that creativity flow unbridled allow it to run rampant and squash that perfectionism in the process and i have to share that right before we recorded today my headspace wasn't quite in record mode yet and so great monica here was like let's do a fun activity and have a photo (laughs) shoot of our book club and unknowingly through that activity it was like exactly what we were talking about like we Mm -hmm. had this creative moment to be able to get into the zone to record where our words were feeling jumbled we weren't quite ready to to sit down and record a message to be delivered and yet we were still so productive favoring other strengths in that moment and i just love that we kept processing we kept pushing forward and that's all we can do Go check out our Instagram story to see that little creativity blurb. Yeah. But it also makes me think of another thing from Daring Greatly, which is um, from page 147. (laughs) Everybody turn your book. Um, It's not what you do, but why you do it. That makes the difference. And I love that we've kind of visited that theme already in um talks about habits like what am i doing and and is it serving and nourishing the person i want to become is it serving my best and most authentic self is it coming from a place of abundance or scarcity is it coming from a mindset um that's going to create a feeling that's going to create a reaction this kind of sounds like brooke castillo's model it sure does it's about thinking about the intention behind our choices in conversations, in work, in the way that we talk to ourselves. And 
that in that looking at our intentions requires self reflection. And that's all what the model is all about is thinking and observing your thoughts and allowing yourself to halt those pre-wired habitual uh, spirals of thinking and feeling and doing and being, you know, the way we are. We can't unravel that unless we step back from it. And this work that she's talking about, uh, making the difference in your life and growth is really starting from a place of reflection. And you can set all the goals in the world, but without being able to step back and check out how you're doing, what's the point of it all? You know, you Mm -hmm. have to be able to kind of self-monitor. Yeah, well, and if you don't do the self-monitoring, then how are we to know that those goals that we set are even in line with our inner truth? Or are they just habitual, pre-wired, oh, I'm this, so I must do this next? And that makes me think of another part of the book. I think it was toward the end. It might have been the part kind of more uh, related to parenting. But she's talking about how you have a set of morals and values that you and your partner agree on. That's how you want to you know, morals and values you want to uphold in your household, but then your actual actions are not aligning at all with yeah, those morals and values. I, mm-hmm. She was saying like, you know, the parents are trying to set examples or are, their morals and values are integrity. You, when mom and kids walk out of the grocery store and realize there's some soda at the bottom of the cart and she's like, ah, whatever, it wasn't my fault and puts the soda in the car. She's not leading an example of her set of morals and values without reflection. You don't recognize that. You don't recognize why are my kids treating me this way or why have my friends stopped calling or why did I all of a sudden nail the job interview and get my dreams met? On that same topic, she shares um, her daughter got her first tardy. Her daughter's a super perfectionist and she got a tardy at school and she was devastated by this. Reminds me of myself as a youngster because I was really obsessed with rules as a youngster, still sort of am, but anyway, um, <laughs> recovering perfectionist. That's right. But then, so they're trying to convince daughter, Ellen, that it's not that big of a deal. Everybody makes little mistakes, so they throw her a tardy party, and it's like a very fun thing for the, the family cutest. to show her. It's like everybody is human and makes mistakes. Come that next Sunday or whatever, Brene, they're late for church or something, and they're five minutes late, tardy time, and mm-hmm. she's freaking out and upset, and daughter's like, Mom, it's okay. You're not a bad human. We're just running late. And Brene's like, in all the study and all the observe- observation and trying to coach them, I didn't even see that in my own living. And that is so interesting to me that it took her little five-year-old to help her point that out at that time and how you know even the sh- strongest researcher – a very aware of herself woman could didn't make that connection on her own. Yeah. So give yourself some grace. Give yourself some slack as we make an effort to observe our thoughts and, and what why is, we do what we do. What does she say? I'm a map maker, but I don't know the directions. I think she says something like that. Like she does all this research, but it's still even with all of that so hard. Right. To, okay. Yeah. To talk, yeah. You know, easy to talk the talk, not easy to walk the walk. Right. So. Um, I feel like that on this podcast. Sometimes I go back and listen and I'm like, man, if only I actually lived that way, maybe this could get together. Delete that part. Don't, don't admit that. Um, be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. <laughs> right. Don't delete it. Okay. Leave it in. Um, and I think in the process of admitting that and admitting that, you know, 
We do make mistakes. That is the vulnerability. And that kind of leads us to a theory that we have pulled from this book being paradoxes. Monica and I were kind of playing with how many paradoxes she talks about. To have a joyful life, you need to be able to be extremely vulnerable. And to be extremely vulnerable is uncomfortable. And there's no way around the Mm -hmm. discomfort that vulnerability brings. But if you don't allow yourself the vulnerability, you won't be able to find a lot of the joyful moments in life. You'll Mm -hmm. miss them. Mm Mm-hmm. And how often that is in the duality of things that we experience this big spectrum without realizing that it's all on the same spectrum. This two opposing thoughts or two opposing ways are really just one in the same way that couldn't exist without the other. It's like Mm -hmm. a bridge. Mm -hmm. My brother actually has a song about this. I can't remember the lyrics, but you're going to sing it. You're Mm going to sing it. Okay. I'm trying to think of which part to sing because I don't want to sing the whole thing. Yeah. I'm singing into a microphone. Yeah. I'm feeling vulnerable. I'm going to sing this Marco. Shout out to Marco. Oh, which one came first? The two sides or the bridge? If you want to get from here to there, you got to have that bridge. Did the two sides make the bridge or did the bridge make the two sides? When you cross to the other side, you'll see the bridge is all there is. And then his badass mandolin comes in. It's like... Can't have one without the other. Exactly. Ah, that's so fun. (laughs) Just got you a little country girl in you, don't you, girl? Takes both sides to make the whole thing. And it is all one thing. It's the yin and the yang. That's all about life. And as I'm reading some of this stuff, some of it's difficult. I mean, some of this book is difficult to read because it's Mm -hmm. just shining a light in all the dark corners of us. Mm -hmm. But those corners need to have lights shined in them. And we think creative writing is one way to shine that light. Yep. Which is so cool. I did not expect to have that conclusion from this book. It's really awesome. Isn't that fun? When we don't have expectations of something and cool stuff can be revealed. And all the things we've talked about before, sometimes we'll get emotional trying to write these stories that don't even really matter. And then we have to share them, which is vulnerable when we Mm -hmm. don't have to. We choose to share them. We practice. Um, But I think it's, you know, and I think it's developed our relationship doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like, wow, guys, sorry. We just got into a self-reflective thing here. (laughs) We're practicing vulnerability with each other, with ourselves, and with you, you, you. We would love for you to practice vulnerability with us. Yeah. So as we get into our interactive, creative writing segment, we want to invite you to lean in to the discomfort and vulnerability of putting a pen to paper, unknowingly starting a story, without attachment, and allow your free-flow, creative, little, cute monster to land on your shoulder and tell you a story, and you're going to translate it onto your page. Yes, you are. And just enjoy that process without expectation. And you don't have to think too much. Just take the first prompt, press pause, 
put your pen to the paper, and start writing without thinking too much. Today we're going to be using the sixth sense cards. So we'll offer three prompts with the intention of writing for three minutes in between each prompt. And these are from the Writer's Toolbox from Jamie Cat Callen, who was our original inspiration for this whole entire podcast. So that's exciting to go back to our OG Writer's Toolbox. It is exciting. And we can't wait to share the first prompt with you. Here we go. Vulnerability zone, judgment free. (laughs) And your prompt is the whine of a lost dog. Hmm. And for our second prompt, we have a ripe apple. Perfect. How's your vulnerability? Feels good. It does feel good. Mm -hmm. Feeling creative. Indeed. Get rid of that perfectionism. Just write with your Mm -hmm. final prompt, the voice of the ex-wife. One of my favorite parts about reading our shared stories is the level of vulnerability. I personally, I think you do this too. We don't read them before. I don't ever do a full read through before I read it on the mic. Right. So the reveal is kind of just as much to me. Because I'm never certain how it stitched itself together. Yeah, and you definitely didn't. The ending you came up with, you uh never would have come up with if it weren't for the prompts. Yes. Which is so cool because it really does relate to real life. Mm -hmm. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how we're going to react. fly at you. Yeah, yeah. And And you just roll with it. You just roll with it. Improv. So, so this awesome. reveal part I always look forward to, and it's like hard not to read it if, it, if like Katie had a couple seconds left of writing, and I just had to make myself busy. Like, don't look at your story. Don't do it. It's more fun in the moment. So, with that said, let's reveal. Let's reveal. I want to hear it. Man, she has the best dance moves. How do her hips move like that? I pondered the greatness of Beyonce as I lazily gobbled down a bowl of popcorn in my man cave. (laughs) Right then, an ad came on the YouTube. Note to self, download one of those ad blocker things. I turned down the volume to avoid being influenced to buy insurance from an animal. As I sat in silence, (laughs) cleaning kernels out of my teeth, I hear a high-pitched whimper sound coming from the window. I leaned over to see past the curtain, and there was a majestic border collie, whining earnestly, like she was trying to tell me something. She looked thirsty, so I went to the kitchen to grab her some water. On the counter was the apple I'd received from the farmer's market door prize earlier. It was allegedly the most perfectly balanced taste between sweet and tart, a delectable balance of crispy yet tender. I was planning to savor the treat on a walk later. Perhaps my new visitor would like to join me. I still had an old leash from back when... Ugh, I still hate that she got the dog in our split. Champ was mine for a week before I met Sherry, and I missed him every day. I didn't miss her, though. Not one bit. I can still hear her shrill voice nagging in my head. (laughs) Do you have to eat your popcorn like that? Why don't you put some pants on? Are you still watching Beyonce videos? 
<laughs> Ugh. I filled up the water bowl and took it outside and went back to find Champ's old leash. I may not have moves like Bay, but I can attract all those single ladies with my new partner in crime. Okay. <laughs> that was awesome. Thanks. Why don't you put some pants on? <laughs> you painted a great picture there of that. Mm. Sherry awful. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Thanks. Can't wait to hear your story. Okay. Here it goes. John, wake up. Is that the baby? Huh, what? My husband responded, waking up. Listen, I said. The monitor must be broken. It's quiet, but she's whining. Let her be, Marie, my husband said, followed by a snore. I got up and tiptoed out of the room to check on our little Lucy. To my surprise, the whine I had heard was coming from the foyer. Had Luce crawled out of her new crib? As I got closer, I revealed in terror the noise was coming from outside. I opened the front door in a flash, only to find a set of big brown eyes hidden under a mountain of brown shaggy hair looking up at me. The dog dropped the dog dropped an apple at my feet, then opened its mouth and let its tongue fall out, followed by a huge drop of drool oh. which landed on my tool on my toe. <laughs> then it let itself into my house immediately finding our guest bath toilet and helped itself to a drink am i dreaming i thought as i picked up the fruit from the floor i admired the big juicy apple huh no teeth marks i almost considered having a bite of it then i realized i really must be tired i set the apple down and tried to decide what to do with my new friend. I checked the tags around its neck. Fido. How original. <laughs> I looked at my watch, 6 a.m., and decided I'd go ahead and call the owner. The way he was drinking all the water out of my toilet bowl made me realize he'd probably been gone a while. I'd be worried sick. I dialed the number and stopped dead in my tracks as I heard the voice on the other end of the line. Patricia. Is that you? I have your dog, I said, confused, as I stumbled to understand why my husband's ex-wife's dog was standing in my bathroom. Uh, um, she said. Didn't you move to New Jersey? I said. I really hoped I was still sleeping as I, my mind came to conclusions I didn't want to make. Like who is it? Tell me more about Patricia. And is are they about do they my lie? husband's is ex-wife? What thing? is his dog doing in my house? I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna hope We're for gonna the best. Need to learn more. Yeah, we'll get to the bottom of this. Fido. Speaking of vulnerability, my handwriting was so bad that whole story I could hardly get through it. So thanks for uh, having patience with me as I stumbled to read words that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> like what was that it was what funny you're was... like the apple came out the tongue came out and a large like what else could come out of the mouth <laughs> drool oh right yeah that's the one thing that could come out of the mouth <laughs> that would, or vomit yeah, yeah. Mm. anyway sometimes word vomit does come out that's right as exhibit a it's ex- this podcast <laughs> <laughs> 
That was fun. Thanks for allowing me to write a fun and creative, unusual story. Yes, me too. Thank you for allowing me to share in that process of creativity and vulnerability. Indeed. We would love if you would be vulnerable with us and share your stories to KT, the letters, and Moni, M-O-N-I, at gmail.com. You can also share some prompt ideas, some thoughts. We love getting your feedback. Yeah, and share that feedback in form of a review on wherever you're listening. Like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. All of the good things that show us that you're into it, that you want to share the love. Right here. Right now. Bye. And just some little fun tidbits. Here is a great blooper from our episode. The dog opened its mouth and dropped a ripe and dropped an apple at my feet. And the creative what? The dog opened its mouth and dropped an apple at my feet. The creature dropped its tongue out of its mouth. That doesn't make any sense. Shit, vulnerability. We're just going to have to nix that. The dog yeah. opened its mouth and dropped an apple at my feet. And then let a huge let its huge tongue out of its mouth, followed by followed by a large <laughs> <laughs> the apple, the tongue, and the large one. <laughs> the We're being vulnerable. What did, what did you write? Yeah, I'm excited funny. to see what you wrote. What is the large thing? Right here, right now.